<clears throat> just want to jump on here real quick and give an update because I know my last um, podcast was um, <sighs> I was um, not doing too good um, so I just wanted to get up on here and just I'm still here um, God is still so good to me I just want to um give my um testimony when it comes to this um the healthcare system. So I had to go to the emergency room and have all kinds of tests because I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I went to like the city um run um hospital and uh, it's the hospital um that um the Ruth Bader Ginsburg um, Supreme Court Justice um, great woman um, but um I can't say the same for the hospital and of course there's no reflections she's passed and it wouldn't even even if she didn't pass it would never be a reflection of her greatness but I was I was quite disappointed um It's just the healthcare system in New York. Uh, I don't know if this is like in other states, but here, um, if you live in low-income areas, or or if you have low income, or you have to depend on state health insurance, um, you pretty much get the doctors in training. So, the emergency room there is, you don't have ER doctors, you have um, ER nurse practitioners, and um, it's just a different level of knowledge, in my own opinion, because I've had to deal with both. I've dealt with so many doctors in my lifetime, you can tell you understand the difference as much as experience I have in hospitals. So um, I wasn't happy about that. Um, and then another thing I was not happy about is that these people are young. A lot of you see a lot of young people who are um, getting their doctorates and getting these degrees. But as far as being an emotional adult, um, that's not a part of the equation. Um, which I think is more important than, you know, degrees. Because um, this, this um, nurse practitioner was just loud. And how they had it set up is that you had like a row of chairs. And um, you may have like five to six patients sitting in the row facing the desk and these and you, you have to think about HIPAA um, you're not supposed to talk about anyone's medical information within earshot of um, someone who's not related to them and they were loud and you know I knew about people's um, the reason why they were in the emergency room and I'm not supposed to know that 
So that's what I'm saying. It's like you're, you're not an emotional adult. You have a lot of education under your belt, but you don't have experience, life experience. And I think that's um, more important. So um, it wasn't a very good experience, but um, every um, the, all the tests that were ran and everything was um, negative. So, um, and I was su- supposed to, I went back to work um, the next day. I shouldn't have done that. But I didn't work at all last week. So I, ha- I felt like I had to go to work. But that was a bad idea. And um, so tomorrow I'm not going. And then I go to the doctor on Friday. My doctor. Um, so I just think that, you, I mean, you get what you pay for is really what this healthcare system is about. And I pay a pretty significant amount because it comes out of my disability. So I'll probably pay more than a full-time employee. And this is what I'm getting. So that was frustrating. And it's still a process that I'm going through. But, um... Um, I do, um, I am grateful that I'm getting better. I'm not a hundred percent, so I have to stay home and rest to get to a hundred percent. I'm not as young as I used to be, and I'm not the same person when it comes to my medical history. So, um, I can't bounce back the way I used to. Those days are long gone. So, regardless of what my employer thinks, and it doesn't matter because you always have to have documentation because nowadays, just everyone is just so mean to each other. No one believes anyone. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone is super judgmental. So, well, as long as my documentation is straight, I don't care what anyone thinks. Because if that's one thing that I learned, working in corrections for as many years as I did, is document, document, document. So... But um, regardless of that, I, I appreciate that I'm getting better. And um, I appreciate that um, I had the ability to go to the doctor because a lot of people don't even have that choice in this country, especially in New York. So, you know, all praise due to God for that. And um, I had a great... Uh, um, Bible study and was studying the book of Romans and it was um, 
it's just it's just it really really moved me just um some of the verses in the book of Romans is extremely moving and um Seeing if I can find something. There we are. So, um, it's pretty much like the blueprint of um, how. If you're ever wondering how, um, what God expects from you, and um, just read Romans, read the book of Romans. And um, and there was something that um, one of the verses that moved me. There's um, if you're um, living of the flesh, then um, it's definitely not um, what God will want you to do. And um. So, um, but if you live, if if you lived of the spirit, um, then you be you'll be led by the spirit. So, um, and if you live by the flesh, you'll be led by the flesh, which is um not what. Not what God would want you to do. So, what I asked myself is, what does my spirit desire? I mean, the the question is an easy answer when you think about what the flesh desires, and that's living in sin. And but what does my spirit desire? So, um, I think this is the reason why this journey I'm on, that's what I'm um, looking to figure out. Because as far as the flesh is concerned, um, there's no way I'm going to make that mistake again. I'll never be led by the flesh. So just reading Romans and um, the verses that moved me. um, And thinking of my past mistakes. um, I've decided to um, not be intimate until I get, get married again. I decided to be abstinent. So, and I think it's gonna help me to figure out um, a lot of the trauma that I've experienced in my lifetime because 
um, it's going, this is going to move me closer to God. And that's the reason why I made that decision. To be celibate. And I've already made the decisions with, with abstinence to abstain from alcohol. And I didn't make these decisions for myself. I made these decisions for him. Because I I think it will give me more clarity. So I think the reason behind making decisions is, is, is for me. But I think the reason why I'm decided to do so is for him. He's the one who moved me to um, make this promise to him and not go back on my word. And that's all him. That's all my Lord and Savior. So, and I can't be um around people who behave in that manner and I'm not judging I'm just saying that um, you have to think about the company you keep because you're more than likely to slip back into sin if you're around sinful people and making bad decisions and that's um I can't put myself in those positions. But I just was listening to Bible study today and we were all talking. And the main thing is if you're going to talk the talk, you have to walk the walk. You can't be a hypocrite. And I don't want to live like that anymore. Everything, not everything, but when it comes to like having a glass of wine, that glass of wine, um, because you're at a show, that's one thing. But something like that in moderation. But as far as... um celibacy there's no such thing you can have intimacy but it just can't be on a physical um, um, a, a physical um, connection where two bodies are what you're supposed to do on your wedding day okay but you can have intimacy without physicality 
And that's what I desire more than um, having sex. I just can't keep living this life in sin. Because um, of human and selfish and ego and So there's a lot of things that I plan on changing. Um, not a lot of things because I don't do a lot of things. I don't. I don't commit a lot of sin. And I'm a very good person to people. Um, I'm generous even to strangers and. I don't do anything to um, hurt people. I make mistakes. And um, the things that I've done were unintentional. So, you know. They're just, I'm just relearning everything. And, you know. Um, my, um. Um. Figuring things out as I go, so, but I don't. I don't intentionally try to hurt people. So um, I just gotta stop making the same mistakes, and I just think this is what this um, scripture is telling me. It, it spoke to me, and um. Um, I was moved. And I think it was, I think we were talking about Paul. I may have the wrong, the wrong name. But it was just speaking how um, this person was um, evil. One of the meanest dictators and of all the rulers back in mm, the time of Jesus Christ and and as soon as he met Jesus as soon as he stood in front of Jesus and met Jesus he was he was saved complete 180 completely changed his life around and that's how it, how it hits people sometimes and for me, it didn't, it didn't hit me like that, but um, once it did, um, you know, I'm just saying I wasn't an evil person. I was making mistakes, but making mistakes, and God kept talking to me and talking to me and talking to me and talking to me, and I'm like, didn't listen because I thought I knew everything. But then, um, one day I listened. And here I am, a few years later, and not turning back. I 
so I mean, even though I went through this stuff with my medical stuff and being really, really, really sick, and just like one thing God stepped in and did, He um, Christmas, I was not sick. My birthday, I was not sick. And my birthday party, I was not sick. So God showed me grace in those three important days. And then I was out like a light, just sick and still not feeling well. So, but I hear you. I hear you, Lord. Um, I'm listening. And I'm not perfect. But I am a work in progress, Lord. And I'm, I'm, I just hope I make you proud. I know, I know I do. I know I do because I know I am a different person. I know I'm still learning. Everything is so brand new. So that's that's what the Bible does to me. Every time I read the Bible, it's just I just this other light bulb just turns on and they just keep turning on. I'm learning. But um yes, God is so good. Um, just so happy to be on the Lord's team. And I just pray for everyone. This everyone, come on, just come on board. Come on. Come on. Come through. And God bless you. And Amani, you better stop being naughty. Come here, girl. Come here. Come here. Amani, there you are. You stop being a naughty girl. I love you. I love you. I love you. You're so soft. You're so soft. You pretty girl. You pretty girl. Pretty, pretty girl. But God bless you and have a wonderful evening. God is so good. Good night.